0: Welcome to Tired and Weary, the first of the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner, the football writer, and with me is my colleague James, the sharp end sharp. Um, We're going to be talking about some of the topics that uh, uh, most of the fans will probably be discussing as well about Leicester City season, because there's plenty to discuss, isn't there James?
1: There is uh, plenty to discuss, especially after what we thought might have been a turning point at the weekend against Man City. Man City. It was uh, one step forward and then two steps back again um, at the weekend with another disappointing defeat to Bournemouth. Um, what did you make of it, Rob?
0: Well, you know, after the Man City performance, we all thought that uh, that would be it. The old Leicester City would be back. But then the, uh, the Achilles heel, which has been their away form, has been dreadful this season. And uh, I know, James, you've done your, your five things as as usual after every game, your analysis piece. And the, What's the first of
1: the uh, five things that... You picked out. Um, well, I was just haven't looked in it too really because we uh, spoke to Mark Albright after the game on on Saturday, and he said it's not like an odd concept really. He said that it's to play against Bournemouth would be arguably a harder game because, as we saw, Man City played into Leicester's hands by leaving so much space for Vardy to run into and Mahrez to be one on one, and he said that Bournemouth would be a, a tougher game, and and it was wasn't it because they they were tight and more compact didn't give Leicester any any space um i think the point was that they were hoping that the, kind of, the intensity and and the the drive that was there on saturday would be there at bournemouth but but it just wasn't it was lacking again um it's just it's confusing really as to why as to why it is on one occasion and not on the other
0: i think that's the, the the big thing that's been lacking this season is the intensity i don't think there's been a lack of effort i mean i know some fans have been talking about um, you know some of the players aren't trying like they did last season. But I just think that hunger hasn't been there. Uh, And it's probably on a subconscious level because they they achieved so much, they overachieved dramatically last season. And uh, all summer, they've been feasting on that success in terms of the adulation that's been flying their way. And uh, I think it's inevitable. I mean, I think there's a great quote in the Rocky movies when Mickey, Rocky's coach, says, uh, the worst thing that ever happens to a fighter is they become civilised. Well, Leicester City have become civilised as the champions. But we've seen it in the Champions League, that hunger. Because it's all new, it's a fresh challenge, but we yeah. haven't seen it. Is it, because, in the is it because
1: they've already achieved the pinnacle of what they can achieve in their in their domestic careers? Is that is that why?
0: Yeah, and I think it will take take them a while to suddenly reboot that and and go and go again. And we were hoping that that reboot button would have been impressed after the Man City uh, performance, but uh, no, away from home, it's it's really hard to put your finger on what's going on away from home. I think there's certainly, and I know you've raised it as another one of your. Five points is the strength in depth in the squad. Now I know a lot of fans have been questioning in the uh, recruitment in the summer
1: and how strong this squad actually is. Um, yeah, well, I, I guess, I guess, with the fact that they spend so much money in the in the summer, there's more of an expectation that these players are going to come in and do the business. You sign Slamali for thirty million, you hope to get a ready-made player, but while he's shown glimpses of it at times. It's not been as consistent as you would hope for, for a 30 million pound player, and the same with with the others. Uh, with, with Moussa Mendy is a, a different one because he's been, been, been injured. Um, I think that's the frustrating thing, isn't it? That it, a couple of injuries or suspensions, Danny Simpson and Danny Drinkwater and Casper. That's they're three three players who were crucial, but you'd hope with a, within a Premier League winning squad, you'd be able to 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 get past that bit, it's struggling. But like they like say, that it looks like Ndidi might be coming in. Is 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 he is he the answer to it all?
0: Well, I hope that a 19-year-old lad coming in that, that there's not too much pressure put on him. I um, certainly people have been lamenting the loss of uh, N'Golo Kante mm. and the impact that's had, um, mm. and that City's inability to um, to find a replacement for him. Um, M- Mendy was never considered his replacement. They were looking at Mendy before they signed Kante, and he's a different type of player. So he was never going to be the Kante replacement. Danny Amati was a young lad that they thought might develop. Personally, from my point of view, he looks like he's going to take a lot longer to establish himself. He's not quite got the quality on the ball for me. And his defensive side of his game hasn't quite been there as well. Sometimes he's closing down, it's a bit slow. He's slow to get to the man he's trying to close down. Mendy, we hope he's going to be a decent player, but you can't judge him because of that terrible injury. Luis Hernandez, and we've only seen him at right back and he's a centre back and he looks like he's playing out of position. Ron Robert uh, he's come in and he's had quite a few games now with Casper um, and I think it's fair to say he's been unconvincing. And while he hasn't made great, dropped rickets and made errors, he hasn't kept many out of the net either and uh, that's what Casper done and Casper has the ability of producing phenomenal saves. But the biggest head scratcher, I suppose, is Seven million pounds on Bartosz Kapuska, and we haven't even seen him in action at all. They haven't even had a look at him. Why do you reckon that is? Well, all we can imagine is, I mean, Ranieri said that he's going to take time to learn about the physical demands of the Premier League, but, well, you only learn by playing, and they haven't played him. So, unless uh, Ranieri's seen something on the training ground that he doesn't like, he doesn't fancy, um, I I wouldn't be surprised at all if Kapuska goes out on loan in January, and I, I think we could see quite a busy time in January Yulio Joa and uh, Jeff Schluck could be on their way out because both of them have been uh, struggling for um, for game time this season They seem surplus to requirements Indeed,
1: didi could be the first of uh, a number of players to come in on didi there is it a lot of people kind of hoping that he's going to bring bring in that added kind of grit midfield is it a lot to expect from a 19 year old who plays in, in the Belgian league and we we've already seen what club bruges are like and they won the Belgian league last year is it is that a concern?
0: Yeah, it, re- it reminds me very much so of uh, Danny Amarty, because the, the Danish journalist that we were speaking to was saying he was the best centre midfield player in the Danish league. Now, the standard we've seen in the Champions League, the standard of the Belgian league, the Danish league, isn't that strong. Uh, so when they're coming in, it's a big step up for them, regardless of how well they've done in that previous league. And I just hope that Nidhi coming in... People don't think they're going to get a ready made player, although for £15 million you would expect one. But he's only 19. I would love to have seen Adrian Silver come. He wanted to come. Sporting Lisbon put a block on it. I suppose it was too much for them to lose their main striker and their captain to Leicester City in the same transfer window. But you never know. City have got a habit of uh, revisiting these deals, and uh, Adrian Silver said publicly he wanted to come to Leicester and test himself in the Premier League. Let's hope they can go back in for him. Do you expect them to go back in? I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I really wouldn't be surprised if they did because uh, it all depends on supporting Lisbon's stance. If they've, um, if they've yielded a little bit on that on that uh, stance that uh, he was not leaving under any circumstances, then uh, it's going to be difficult and they might have to look at other targets, and I'm sure they are. But uh, he would be a p- great signing because he's uh, so experienced. Just what they need in there. They've looked a bit brittle in centre midfield when Danny Drinkwater's been injured. Uh, so that would be a, a good one. I mean, People to judge the transfer window, if they'd managed to get Keane and Troy Deeney, who they both bid for, big money for, and uh, couldn't get, it would have been a a phenomenal transfer window. But uh, at the moment, it's looking like not many of the uh, summer arrivals are
1: ready to go. Uh, On that then, uh, if the results and performances keep going as they are, um, I know it's very tight in that middle section, but... And had they won, had they won um, on Tuesday night, they would pull themselves further away from the relegation um, uh, battle. But if performances don't pick up, and they have got some big games coming up now against against uh, against West Ham, against Middlesbrough, against Stoke, these are all teams that are kind of in and around them. If performances don't go well, they can be dragged further down. It's quite a, it's a, it's a real key. In, part of the season at least in these next few games? The festive
0: period always is a really important period because the games come thick and fast and obviously the away form has to be addressed. Stoke City away on Saturday, never easy, never, though, never easy. I know City in recent years have not ba- done badly there but you know that that is always a tough place to go and, and produce a performance. Um, they're not quite the, the Stoke of old that were so belligerent and, and, and strong defensively. So there might be opportunities for city, but it's whether they've got the quality to take them and the confidence as well after the performance at Bournemouth um, but then after that, those two home games, everton West Ham, both sides struggling for results they uh, West Ham in particular i mean if people are talking about Leicester City's decline this season, well theirs is even more remarkable when uh, again, people talk about Mares and Vardy not hitting the same heights, but Dimitri Payet hasn't hit their same heights this season. It's almost impossible to do so after that first phenomenal season. So those two games will be absolutely key. And then, of course, Middlesbrough away on the 2nd of Jan, uh, another side that are down the bottom, and potentially, we hate to say it, but uh, a relegation rival. What else have we got in the five things then, uh, James? We've got... Um,
1: Oh a uh, on diving actually Cause <coughs> a, moment, a Yeah Because there was a moment In the um, uh, In the game Against Bournemouth Where uh, Mark Albrighton Slid in On Bournemouth captain um, Simon Francis And Made no contact with him at all Ball went out for a goal kick But Francis leapt Like it would have been Like he'd been Shot Right from the linesman Albrighton was Really quite Annoyed at the linesman The referee running up to him Saying well, Why is he not getting booked Because that was clearly a dive And well, we always think it's kind of Johnny Foreigner that brings diving into their game. We've seen it now with Robert Snodgrass and with Deli Alley and with Simon Francis. That diving is is becoming a bit of a, a problem now.
0: Yeah, I, I, th- I think definitely. I think uh, Robert Snodgrass, in that opening day uh, of the season at Hull, I noticed he was going down so easily every time he was touched. And you know, this is a British player. And we, we sort of uh, say, oh, our lads won't do it. Uh, what they probably aren't uh, is as good as the overseas players at doing it. <laughs> yeah. At least the overseas players make sure there's contact. I mean, people talk about Jamie Vardy, Ryan Mahrez, but there's always contact. They, they make sure there's contact. Is it the same level of cheating? It's not as obvious. So um, I think with the obvious ones, the referees nearly need to clamp down. Just been listening to a, a debate on this on the, the radio coming into the office, and they said. Uh, it's, it's about time they looked at it retrospectively and looked at the video footage and say, if that's a deliberate dive, uh, simulation,
1: whatever they want to call it,
0: then that should go with a ban.
1: Is that is that where it's gonna be difficult though? Is trying to find out it's, it's difficult to know whether someone did it deliberately or not without the per, without unless you're Robert Snodgrass, you don't know whether you you can't prove for certain whether you dive. You dive well, yeah, there's there's the debate that.
0: Um, if somebody sees a tackle coming in and they jump out of the way to avoid the challenge, is that diving? There's no contact, but they've gone down, but they've taken evasive action. So I think it, it, they'd have to have a panel to uh, review these uh, these uh, moments in games, and they'd have to use a, a great degree of common sense. It would have to be a blatant one. It would have to be a Deli Alley or a, a Robert Snodgrass uh, dive where there clearly wasn't. Uh, Uh, contact and obviously resulting in a penalty it's a clear advantage to to that side again going back to Vardy last season I thought he was brilliant at making sure defenders made contact with him Mm. I mean people going about the extraordinary number of penalties that Leicester City win that's because he makes defenders commit to the Mm. challenge inside the area Uh, I mean we saw it with uh, Bellerin at um, Arsenal you know he jinked one way and went the other and the lad stuck out a leg there's a penalty Um, you could say that um, Vardy's ran into his leg but the guy has defended poorly, and I think that was a justifiable penalty. And I don't think uh, I think that is a difference to the snodgrass deli alley situations
1: we've seen. Brilliant. So predictions then ahead of uh, the weekend. Um, well, it's going to be it's going to be tough
0: at Stoke. I'd really love them to get another point. Um, if we can get another point, uh, it might it just stops the rot. It's another point on the board. Then you can get look at those two home games and think, right, if we can try and get maximum points from there, because the home form's been decent. It's been the saving grace of their season. Uh, if they can get seven points out of the next three games, then I think Leicester City will be in
1: decent shape. And who, and um, a lot of fans looking on social media are, are calling for uh, changes to the starting line. A lot of people are calling for Damari Gray to be given a chance. Do you see um, Do you see Ranier making any changes? And uh, if, you, uh, if you were in his position, what, what would you be looking to do?
0: Well, certainly Danny Simpson will be coming back on Saturday after his suspension. I think it's quite clear that Luis Hernandez and is not the answer. He's not. He's not really pushing Danny. They missed him actually,
1: didn't they? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think think a, lot, so. a lot of people. He's quite underrated, isn't he, uh, Danny Simpson? A lot of people say well, he doesn't get forward very much. Um, he's not great going forward, but defensively, he he's one of the one of the most solid right backs that that there is. And. Just show you how much, how much they missed him when he wasn't there. He's an
0: old-school fullback because a lot of people talk about the modern game and the fullbacks being sometimes your best attacking threat because they're the ones that aren't tracked, they aren't picked up by, they aren't marked. Uh, and Danny doesn't get forward uh, as often as uh, perhaps a lot of people would hope, but defensively he's very, very strong, he's sound, he's uh, reliable. And I think that's what, um, that's what Leicester City need. If you've got somebody like Riyad Mahrez playing in front of you, who's not going to be the greatest coming back towards his own goal then you need somebody you, you can depend on. You need an insurance policy. So I, I definitely think he's an underrated uh, player, especially with some of the City fans that uh, are not quite, quite fans of, them, of him themselves. And uh, no, I think he's a, a good player, so he'll come back in. We're hoping we'll go to the press conference shortly and find out where Danny Drinkwater and Casper Smeichel will be fit to return. They will be a massive uh, bonus for Leicester City if both of them are playing at Stoke, and they could make the difference, and I expect Shinji Okazaki to probably come in against Slama- for Slomani. Slomani was excellent against Man City, but looked so poor against Bournemouth. He had a bad night. He's perhaps he's struggling with playing two intense Premier League games in a short space of time. Perhaps he's going to need a bit more time to adapt to that. So, I imagine Okazaki coming back in, and uh, I imagine those will be the only changes.
1: Um. And so looking forward to the press conference then, what what are the um, are the key questions that Ranieri is going to be facing this afternoon? Well, yeah,
0: obviously before, besides the um, the team news which we will be waiting for, we want to know why he thinks his side have been so brittle away from home and, you know, they've uh, not performed away from home. Why? What, what is it? Is it a mental thing? Is it a physical thing? They're struggling to play
1: the, the amount of games with the Champions League? What, 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 for what reasons? Well, he did say well, it was in, the, in the press conference after the game against Bournemouth, he did say he said well it was impossible to match the performance um, from Man City to, to uh, Bournemouth. Well, I asked him why, and he said well it only three days from from the two games, so my side I can't press as much as they could do against Man City because we've not had the recoveries. And he hasn't really had the strength
0: in depth to make many changes to freshen up his team. I mean, we talked Matty James has only just come back from 19 months out. You know, you can't expect him to just throw him back in and, and him have that intensity about his play. Papi they has got to be cautious with him because he's been out for a long time. So, to, besides Damari Gray, there's not many options uh, to freshen up the side, really. And Shinji comes in and out with uh, Slomari. Those two seem to be um, swapping from
1: game to game. But there's not many options for him. No, that was the disappointing thing, really, about the Porto game, wasn't it? That they expected him to to make, change, make changes and he said there's so many players banging on my door saying well we're not winning in the Premier League so why am I not getting a chance mm-hmm. and then he gives them a chance and, and, uh, albeit in the Champions League um, and no one really put their hand up and I think that's the most disappointing thing when you're looking at the squad there was nobody that came out of that game and you thought well they should be playing yeah. what,
0: in the Premier League on Saturday and that is real concern uh, the strength in depth in this squad So, but problem. we'll see how things transpire um, over the next few days and there's plenty to talk about in future podcasts James so please join us On a regular basis, uh, the Leicester Mercury Tired and Weary podcast. Thank you for listening and we'll speak to you next time.